Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dr. C here. Before we begin, I'd like to make sure that you're aware that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is a leading provider of online therapy, and then they provide video, phone, or live chat sessions with a licensed professional therapist. It's affordable, and you can connect with your therapist within 48 hours. Now, as a special offer to our Surviving Narcissism listeners, they'll offer a 10% discount for your first month of professional therapy. All you have to do is go to BetterHelp.com, that's BetterHelp.com, slash Surviving Narcissism Podcast. I know that many of you would find online therapy to be quite life-changing, and so go to betterhelp.com slash surviving narcissism podcast, and many thanks to the people at BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Surviving Narcissism Podcast with your host, Dr. Les Carter. I'm Michaela, the program director, and in today's episode, Dr. Carter will discuss how narcissists show who they are in conflicts. Hello, Team Healthy. I'm so pleased to be with you once again here today. All right, I want to ask you a simple question as we get started today, and that is, as you examine the closest relationships that you have, whether it's uh, in your marriage or with your kids or extended family or friendships or work, etc., in organizations, do you ever have conflict? Do you have moments where it's like, we're just not on the same page here and we need to figure out where we're going to go with this because something is, is hindering us from having that sense of coordination. Let's see if we can figure it out. Well, of course, virtually any relationship is going to have that kind of conflict. Now, one of the primary things that I would coach people on when I would be in the therapy office with individuals is I would say, you can tell a lot about an individual's character not by watching how they act when everything is just copacetic and exactly the way they want, but you can tell most about an individual's character by watching how they manage conflict. Conflict will reveal your character. And when we're talking about a narcissist, it's not going to be very pretty. Let me, let me give you an illustration. There's this one man that I had uh, had been counseling with for a pretty good bit. And uh, delightful fella. And he, he was the kind of person that would easily connect with people. And he had very solid relationships with many individuals. But he kept telling me that, well, my wife is one of the most difficult people you'd ever meet. Well, uh, at his request, she came in to see me separately. And when she came in that first time to talk with me, it's like, wow, what a delightful person. She was friendly. She asked me about, you know, you know personal things like, you know, what are you doing this weekend and all. And, but in, not in an inappropriate way, but just kind of a very good conversationalist, uh, very pleasant. And so, again, at the, this man's request, she came in with him the next time. And they began talking about some of the things that were going on inside of their relationship. 
And he said something that struck a chord that did not sit well with her. And that sweet lady, that really friendly and pleasant person, went somewhere else. She came on with such a vengeance towards him, and she was pointing her finger and turning red in the face, and you know those um, veins bulging in her neck, and turning uh, just uh, just had this harsh tone of voice and laid into him, and it's like, huh? So exhibit A right here, you're letting me know who you really are. Not in those moments where I'm just this pleasant person you're trying to charm, but you're letting me know in the moment of conflict here what's really cooking on the inside. And that kind of illustration duplicated itself in my office so, so many times that that's why I come along and say you can really tell much about a person's character when you're in the middle of conflict. Now, I want us to take a look at where the narcissist is coming from by asking when you differ from a narcissist, when, when there's this uh, sense that says we're not on the same page, what is the narcissist's starting point? Okay. Now, now first of all, we're going to say that um, they carry a great deal of, of uh, chaos on the inside. The narcissists are individuals who work so hard to try to craft a, a, a good image with other individuals when, in fact, behind the scenes, there's a deep sense of insecurity, which then feeds their need to compensate by trying to be superior and better than thou, and so they don't listen very well. So what's the starting point? First and foremost, in the middle of conflict with a narcissist, that person is thinking, I have to stay in control. Now, notice that in, in conflict, a narcissist thinks power and dominance. That's what I need to establish, and we need to, uh, to have an understanding. I'm in the power position. You are not. Second, when we think about where their starting point is, we're also going to say that they don't really care about what you think or feel, or how you interpret things. Uh, again, going back to the, the point number one, you know, I've got to stay in control. It's like, look, uh, I, I know you may have your perspective, but it's all wrong. I don't care about it. You, you, you need to, to uh, acquiesce to me. And so one of the things that narcissists want to do is they want you to become empty with respect to your ideas, and they want to fill you with theirs. Did you catch that? That is so central to what we're talking about when we talk about the theme of narcissism. I want to empty you of you, and I want to fill you with me. And so when we talk about narcissists having low empathy, that's where they're coming from. Now, in addition to that, I mentioned the word superiority. Another of the uh, the starting point that we have with the narcissist is their thinking Sometimes very consciously, sometimes it's subconscious. In the moment of difference, they're thinking, you seem to forget. I'm better than you. I'm more enlightened than you. I'm the superior one. You're the inferior one. And they, they constantly go into this one up, one down kind of mindset. Uh, to them, a competition means that we're now trying to figure out who's going to be the winner, who's going to be the loser, who's high, who's low. And I think you can kind of get an idea of where you're going to fit in on that equation, and it's not going to be on the high end, that's for sure. Now, in addition, another part of their starting point is they engage with you in the midst of conflicts is they, they have this raw egotism that prompts them to think no one, and I mean no one, and they're looking straight at you, has the right to correct me. 
Okay, so not only do they have low empathy, but they have a, a strong unwillingness to receive input. Their walls go way up, uh, of their walls of defensiveness, it's thick, it's impenetrable, and you'll, you'll say, well, here's my perspective, and it becomes clear very quickly. I don't want to hear your perspective. And so that defensiveness comes out in a really strong way. And of course, in my mind, as a healthy person, I'm thinking, well, the only way I'm going to learn something is to look at other perspectives. And the narcissist thinks, I don't need to learn something. I need to tell you something. You need to learn. I don't. That's, that's a part of their beginning point. Then uh, we can say that another part of their uh, starting point as they engage in conflict is you're not allowed to see behind the curtain here. You're not allowed to take off my mask. Narcissists approach you with the false self fully in charge. A long time ago in that individual's life, they decided, if I show who I really am with all of my pluses and minuses, with my uh, confidence and my confusion, that that negative side's not going to play out very well. They have learned from going back in the early childhood, this is a judgmental world, this is a dog-eat-dog kind of world, and if you show vulnerability, that's not going to work out very well at all. And so I will not make myself vulnerable because in the past, that's just gotten me um, mocked or I've been in trouble or I've been judged. And so that you will not uh, be able to get up and take my mask off. My false self is, is truly in charge. I don't do vulnerability. And then finally, we're also going to say as part of their starting point with you is that uh, when you are engaging with them, just be aware. Uh, the narcissist is thinking, I'm going to turn your words against you. And so when they do listen, they listen for uh, the point of trying to uh, to find an edge. It, it's it's not for the point of uh, of having understanding. They're they're manipulators. And so if you say, well, here's what I thought, or here's what you told me yesterday, they're going to take words that you say like that, and, and uh, somehow it's going to be, yeah, and that's what's wrong with you. You don't remember anything right, or you're trying to mess with me, or I've, I've spoken with that person over there, and they said you were lying, or, or whatever it might be. But you can see that uh, the beginning point that narcissists have in the, in the midst of conflict are all of these kind of characteristics. And so here you're thinking, well... We have a difference, just kind of like that man and his wife. We have a difference here. And uh, instead of sitting down saying, hey, let's talk. Let's figure this out. Let's see if we can uh, move forward in a way where we're both going to have more enlightenment and we can be better individuals. It's like, nope. Instead, you're going to get that thick wall. You're going to have um, reverberations in the way that you speak. Uh, in other words, what you say is going to come be shoved right back at you. You can uh, possibly be on the receiving end of rage. That person is going to use denial. They're going to justify. You can be mocked and ridiculed. You can be invalidated. You got your facts wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. The narcissist can go off topic and start bringing in extraneous um, subjects that really don't have a whole lot to do with what's being said. But uh, as far as if they can just kind of keep bringing things on, then they, all they care about is just putting you under the rubble of a lot of rocks. They can call you names. They can go into shutdown mode. They can play passive-aggressive games. Not very good, is it? Now, there, as you examine this, and I know that as you're listening to me, you can be thinking, oh, I've, I've been through that so many different times, I can't even count. I don't have enough fingers and toes to count the, the times that I've been through this. 
Narcissists have a strong need to keep up this better-than-thou kind of mindset. But what you're really seeing when they do this is uh, this is not strength that they're coming at you with. This is not internal uh, well-being. These are individuals who have a great deal of ineptitude that they're drawing upon. They have a great deal of insecurity. They're decomposing right there in front of you, and they're showing, I don't have it in, in, on the inside of me. Now, if they could be honest, of course they won't be, but if they could be honest, what they would say is, hey, look, in the midst of conflict, I do actually feel pretty inept. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> you know that because based on what you've experienced, but they won't say that. Or if they could be honest, they would say, I'm fragile, but actually it's not fragile. I'm crazy fragile. <laughs> In other words, fragile to the extreme. They, they Just the slightest tone of voice or the wrong word or the timing can set them off. Or if they could be honest, they would say, I don't have any coping skills. <laughs> I don't know what to do. That I don't have any inner strength. I don't have any inner peace to draw upon. I don't have inner confidence to draw upon. And so in conflict, the narcissist subconsciously is thinking, it's your job to keep this fragile ego of mine propped up. And right now, you're not doing your job very well. That's their starting point. Now, when you look at this, uh, I, I go back to just plain old common sense, and I think, you know, none of this makes sense, which uh, illustrates when we're dealing with these narcissistic individuals, uh, they haven't thought this thing through very well. How difficult is it to say, hey, you and I are thinking differently right now. Let's talk. How hard is that? And for the narcissist, it's like it's darn near impossible. Or how hard is it to say, well, I haven't considered your perspective in the way that you're putting it, uh, putting it out there. Let me think about that very carefully. Is that such a difficult thing to say? Or how hard is it to say, hey, I can tell that you have uh, some feelings or some needs that are important to you. I want to listen very carefully to what you're trying to say. Or uh, perhaps uh, they could say something like, well, it's not a shock that you would uh, catch me, if you will, blundering or making a mistake. You got me. Okay, let's talk about that because I'm not perfect, as you know, and you're not perfect. Let's just go ahead and, and talk it through in a very clear kind of way. And when you break it down like that, it's like ha handling conflict, if you think it through and if you plan it out in advance, can be something that can take us into a good space of learning um, but narcissists won't do that. Now, I, I want to break, break it down, and I want to uh, pull back and get a little theoretical with you here for just a minute. In, in uh, other videos uh, that I've made, I, I talk about different levels of relationship engagement, and uh, there are five different levels of relationship engagement that we can uh, utilize as we interact with each other. Let me walk you through this, and I'm going to show you how the narcissist uh, get stuck in this uh, particular progression of uh, relationship engagement style. Um, you have level one uh, engagement, which is just some, uh, simply uh, appealing to functions. 
You know, they're, I mean, you may say something as simple as pass the salt or uh, I'm going to the grocery store. Hey, would you pick up some, uh, some Kleenex for me? Or would you uh, uh, get some, uh, some spices for me? I mean, the, the functional side of life, we, we need to meet deadlines or there are some how-to procedures that we need to discuss with one another. And this can be done inside the home, at work and organizations so we can interact with each other based on function. Level two, we interact with each other um, by applying imperatives and appealing to imperatives. Now, you've heard me use that word before, but when we talk about something being imperative, we're talking more about um, a sense of obligation or duty or it just here's the way things are going to be. And there are certain words that I call the imperative words have to, must, should, supposed to, ought to, got to, need to, had better. For example, when you have a small child in grade school, uh, you let them know we've got to get going because we need to be there on time or you're not supposed to hit your sister or you shouldn't speak to an adult that way. And so we talk with them in imperative. So it's it's more than just function. We, We start to appeal to the rules and the regulations, how things are supposed to be. I'd like for you to be aware of my video courses. One is entitled Ready, Set, Connect. Now, narcissists are quite capable of throwing you off balance, so this course keeps you focused on the skills and the mindset that are necessary for positive connections. And inside the course, uh, we have various modules, that, and in, inside each module are uh, lessons, and each lesson contains a video, uh, written documents, and then questions that go along with it. We'll discuss things like how to have good conflict resolution skills, building empathy, how to be the authentic self that you need to be. If you're interested in enrolling, you can go to our uh, website, survivingnarcissism.tv, click the link for courses. You'll find Ready, Set, Connect there as well as the others. I hope that you would find them to be quite helpful. And now back to Surviving Narcissism with Dr. Carter. Then we go up to level three, and that's where we begin interaction, interacting with each other based upon our standards and values. Uh, for example, there are certain principles and beliefs and guidelines that we go with. Uh, you know, you can tell that you know, eight-year-old kid, you know, you're not supposed to hit your sister, but when they're older, it's like, you know, when your sister is not saying the same things that you want them to say, let's take a look at what some of the better alternatives would be. And then you begin to appeal to your value system. Uh, it, it's, it's necessary for us, for us to show respect, for example. Uh, when when we have these disagreements, or uh, I believe that uh, we want to be known as as people that are uh, agreeable, and uh, we want to have an, a sense of open mindedness, and so you begin to engage with one another based on more fully developed ideas and notions about who we are. It's it's beyond should and ought to, but it's it's like no, this is this is just how I like to define myself. So level one function, level two is imperatives. Level three is standards and principles. Then level four, as we begin to engage, as we're engaging with each other, is we uh, appeal to one another based upon our empathy with each other. And when we talk about that, we're talking about trying to get to the heart of the matter with each other. Who are you? What are your needs? 
Uh, I'd like to know more of the backstory there. I'm curious about some of the unique features that uh, have caused you to think or feel or act as you do. And so we want to zero in on the person's interior of their, uh, their purpose and all. And so there's that sense that says, as long as we're going to be engaging with, we, with each other, let's do so with the fullest measure of appreciation and understanding of one another. And then level five in our relationship engagement is what I refer to as immersion. And by that, it means that uh, you set aside your, your ego and you, you're completely tuned in to the notion of goodness and decency and having a communal spirit. In other words, uh, it's just not all about me. It's, it's, there's an us here and I want to go there. And when you go into immersion, you are thinking in terms of wisdom. What's the wise thing here? Uh, who are you? Who am I? What are we looking at here in the broader sense? And how can we get to the to the greater good? And of course, that's the uh, the ultimate sense of uh, authenticity, and it's the ultimate uh, display of maturity. Now, as I'm going through this, I'm wanting you to think: How many narcissists do you know that go into level four? and level five relationship patterns, the empathy and the immersion. Now, some narcissists will, uh, will go all the way up to level three. Here are my beliefs. These are my standards. These are my principles that I operate with. And in, in conflict, it's typically that level three that we have our disagreements. You're not thinking like I am, or you have different ideas, or you have different values. But instead of going from level three to level four saying, I need to understand you better, what narcissists do is they go backwards. We have different ideas, we have different principles, we have different values, then they go back to function and they go back to imperatives. Here's what you're supposed to do. This is what I was requiring from you. Don't you remember I told you this is the way it is. You can't do this and you'd better do that. And uh, that kind of thinking, if you look at it, is what I refer to as pre-adolescent thinking. They're thinking like kids. It's, it's one thing for an eight-year-old to say, I have to turn in my homework because I don't want to have to sit out from recess. Okay, uh, that's the imperative, and that's the way narcissists think, but they, they think about it on a little grander scale. When you go into empathy and immersion, you're in a much more adult-like mindset uh, getting into the values and standards level three starts taking you into your adult-like thinking, but narcissists are so underdeveloped, their conscience, their sense of maturity is just has not caught up with them very well. They can't go into level four and level five communication. Does that make sense to you? I, I hope this kind of clarifies because uh, it's in the conflict that you can see the maturity level, the adulting, if you will, has not really happened. Now, with all of this in mind, I'm going to ask questions, okay, and, and see if we, in, uh, through asking these questions, if we can highlight what that deeper level of communication and interaction would involve. And even if the narcissist is incapable of going into this kind of space with you, I'm hoping you can decide, rather than me letting that narcissist establish my pace, which I, I can't afford to do, what I want to do instead is I want to know what my better alternatives are. Let's think these things through. For example, when you're in conflict, I want you to ask, how thoroughly do you listen to the other person? 
Now, the narcissist listening is is um, a tool for manipulation. They want to hear something you have to say so that they can catch you in the act of being wrong, and then they're going to go into that space. But when I'm talking about listening, I'm talking about zeroing in on the essence of that person. Who are you and what's going on? That's what people on Team Healthy do. You know, what's, what's the essence of what you're trying to say? Another question I would like to ask that person is, how naturally do you validate? Now, narcissists, again, they're known for their invalidation. But healthy individuals, it's like, okay, I, I need to validate you even if I don't agree with you. For example, someone may say, well, I don't like it when such and such happens or when you did this, that, that was just wrong. And rather than going back into the imperatives, well, you're not supposed to think that way anyway. You, you were wrong too. The validating person would say, I hadn't thought about that before. Now, you don't even have to agree, like I said, but um, so you were expecting one thing and something else came along. Tell me a little bit more about that. And what you're doing is you're saying, even in the midst of differentness, I acknowledge your right to be your own separate self. And you can see that when it's done in a clean kind of way, that can be very affirming and it can uh, make a huge difference in the way that you approach conflicts. Or uh, another question I would ask you, and that is, how open are you to differences or diversity? And uh, we have a diversity of feelings or emotions. We have a diversity of interpretations. We have diversity with respect to priorities. And so when someone comes along and we conflict with each other, it just doesn't surprise me. And so rather than thinking, but you have to think like me and you have to be right on, on line with who I am and how I do things, it's like, well... You have reactions that aren't the same as mine. I'm guessing it's coming from a different place. Tell me about it. Narcissists are not open to differences. They require conformity. They want your deference, period, end of discussion. Or another question we could ask, and, and this is a big one. In the midst of differences, in the midst of conflict, how accepting are you versus how judgmental are you? Now, I don't think that this one is, uh, is, is going to be hard to figure out. Narcissists approach differences and conflicts with a highly judgmental mindset. It's not like they think, well, this doesn't seem accurate or that, that just doesn't make sense. In their mind, it's like, you're stupid. You're an idiot. You're a low life. You don't know what you're talking about. And so if they were to say, well, I want to accept you for what you are, they consider that to be condoning or they consider that to be, you know, uh, setting themselves up for uh, uh, going downhill and losing their power. But I can accept the fact that somebody thinks differently from me. And, and and let's take it on some really hard topics. Let's suppose somebody is very bigoted or if let's suppose somebody is very condescending I'm thinking, okay, rather than saying you can't do that, well, you can, because there you are right there, you're doing it. And I don't even have to agree, but there's a reason that you're thinking that way. And I, I, I want to know who you are. And, and um, the more I can accept the fact that this is who you are, rather than me thinking I've got to make you change, then it allows me to, to get out of that competitive mindset and go behind the scenes and ask, what are some of the ingredients that made you this way? Now, it may be that I'm never going to be able to make them change, but I, I want to be the kind of person that says, uh, when you're in my presence, I don't have this uh, rigid agenda that you have to maintain first before I can discuss matters with you. That's a hard one.
Or another question I would ask is, in the midst of conflict, are you capable of being steady and patient as the need arises? Now, once again, we're going to take this into the world of the narcissist and think, well, steadiness and patience are not exactly what we would call their strong suits. But you can see that, especially that characteristic of patience, that can be an ultimate strength. Uh, there are times when you might realize uh, in order for us to have coordination, it may be that uh, it, it's going to take some time to get there. Uh, there are times when I have been in disagreement with other individuals and uh, I, I, I try to maintain a sense of steadiness. I say what I need to say. I hear them out. And then it's been interesting. Uh, there have been times when somebody might come back to me an hour later or two days later or a month later, and they may say something like, you know, I've been thinking about what we were discussing the other time, and, well, some of the things that you said really do make sense. Every now and then that happens, but that can't happen if you're an impatient, insistent, pushy kind of person. Or another question um, is, are you able to address facts in the context of goodness? Okay, so let's suppose someone comes at you and says, it's a fact that this is the way it is. And you're over here thinking, well, I, I have some uh, some information that might be a bit different. But as I do so, I don't want to say it in a, a gotcha kind of way. Ah, you're wrong, and let me explain to you. Can I talk about my understanding of goodness and correctness uh, with a sense of decency? And can I do it in the context of saying, I'm, I'm trying to bring uh, clarity, and I want to do so in a way that you get to walk away with your uh, uh, sense of self-respect still intact? Or, uh, as you uh, are in conflict with that other individual, do you see that this conflict can actually become an opportunity for growth? Narcissists, when they think in term, uh, when they're in conflict, they think in terms of conformity. Like I mentioned, it's like, no, this is not about me growing and us growing. It's about me making you do what I say you're supposed to do. And then we can also say, uh, in the midst of uh, uh, conflict. Are you willing to uh, to allow time to uh, to play uh, to play its role? Uh, for example, as I just mentioned, sometimes people need to uh, to have the opportunity to let ideas and thoughts and feelings gel and mull on the inside. So you can see that in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of differences, uh, a person's character is going to show up, and depending on where they are in that category, uh, we're either going to have successful conflict resolution or it's going to get kind of ugly. Narcissists, like I say, they may start with the idea that says, well, I have my values and I have my principles, but in, immediately when conflict comes, they fall backwards into childishness. I'm hoping th those of you who are on Team Healthy with me can say, I want to commit to the, uh, to the empathy and the immersion, and that's where my strength comes from. That's my superpower. I'm going to illustrate that I have a, an understanding of what meaningful relationships require and, and how I can go into it. Ultimately, it's about building a person's significance. It's about me knowing that I'm a person of significance. That's not easy, and that's not natural for a lot of individuals, but it can be done. Okay, So I hope this gives you an idea of what you're dealing with in your own personal life. And I hope that even as you look at that narcissist that's on the other side of the relationship with you and think, well, I don't really see that happening, that you can still look in, in the mirror at your own self and ask, but where am I in these kind of characteristics? 
And it may be that you'll have to remind yourself this narcissistic person may not be the one that I'm going to be able to have a healthy, mature adult relationship with. And you make your adjustments accordingly and you uh, adjust your expectations accordingly. But um, on Team Healthy, whenever we talk about where that narcissist is coming from with their internal chaos and immaturity, immediately I want to go to the opposite and say, what's my better alternative? That's what we're doing here, and I'm hoping that's something you can join me with. So I hope this gives you some good food for thought here today. And like I say, the next time you're in conflict with someone, just remind yourself, okay, I'm going to put my, the, the fullness of my character on display here, what's going to be shown. Team Healthy, I so appreciate you being with me and allowing me to be on your journey with you. I hope this uh, gives you some, like I say, some good food for thought, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Surviving Narcissism is the product of many years of work done by Dr. Les Carter. Dr. Carter is a best-selling author and therapist with more than 40 years of experience, specializing in anger management and narcissistic personality disorder. You can find more content from Dr. Carter on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Surviving Narcissism, as well as on his website, survivingnarcissism.tv. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We are so glad to have you on Team Healthy.